Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I am excited to bring to you another episode of what I think is valuable information, and I hope it serves you as well as you are consuming this information and listening. And if you get a chance, I would love it if you could leave a comment, a review on this podcast. Let me know what's serving you. Let me know what you'd like to hear more of or more support about. I would love the interaction and engagement that way. So if that is something you can do, that would be wonderful and I would greatly appreciate it. So today I'm going to talk about a dynamic that kind of goes on in some of the day-to-day living, even the relationships that we have with the people that we love. Okay. So I want to start this way. I want you to ask yourself, do you ever find yourself in situations where you forgot something or you forgot to do something and and you really get worked up and upset and you start spiraling about the thing that you forgot to do or didn't do. Maybe it's a child school project or a work project for you. Maybe you had a presentation or a speech that you were presenting and you totally spaced it or you weren't quite yet finished with it and we get into this place of stress and overwhelm. Maybe you recently discovered something that you weren't aware of. Maybe a behavior of a child of yours or a spouse that wasn't even on your radar, things that they were engaging in and doing, and you were kind of taken back by it and really surprised that this is something that they would do. Or maybe you're constantly finding yourself forward thinking. What do I mean by this? You're thinking about some future moment of something that may or may not happen, going into all of the what ifs of a situation that you're currently in. You're playing out all the possible outcomes in your mind. Have you ever done any of this? Have you ever found yourself in these situations? I know I do, sometimes more often than not, right? And I I have a time in which this really resonated with me because I had one of my children that had a insect project that was due, and it was not shared with myself or my spouse until the week it was due. It was due at the end of the week, and it was brought to our awareness that Monday. And I remember going into this panic, you know, it was panic and wondering how we were going to accomplish all the things. There was an outline of questions and research that they had to do, which was really teaching them the skill set of how to research. And then at the end of this, answering these questions and, and completing this paper, it had a 3D diorama a 3D version of this insect. 
And I was just like, how are we going to do this? Because creativity and craftiness is not my forte. It is not the thing I do. I am not good at that. And thankfully my husband is. And so it was one of those, let's see how we can divide and conquer. Let's have this child work with us as we create this report that's due at the end of the week. And I'm telling you, it was an all hands on deck panic mode. And When our brain goes into this place, this panic mode, it is where you think you need to handle something right now, or like your world will begin to fall apart. Things will start falling apart. The the house will catch fire, whatever it is for you. It's this sense of panic and urgency that something needs to be handled. And I want you to know that this is your brain kicking into survival and protection mode for your benefit. This is what our brains do, you guys. And here's the thing. Typically, whenever you jump into action from panic mode, it will not serve you and those around you for your highest good. Like it just doesn't typically serve us. When we're in that panic, these are emotions that we tend to experience that are on that downward spiral. And when we react to these things. We take action from that downward spiral emotion. And what you get as a result is a downward spiral result. And typically it continues with the layering of guilt and sometimes shame because we shouldn't have helped. We shouldn't have done the thing. We should have been a more supporting parent. Like whatever the story is for you, this is where we start stacking and layering the guilt and shame which is really unnecessary pain. And what I really want to anchor in for you is there is another option. There is another way to deal with when our brain goes into panic mode. And instead of just taking action and doing it in a very reactive way, there is another approach to this. And that's what I really want you to consider and contemplate for you and your unique situations, especially when you're going into panic mode. So I'm going to share with you four things, four things I really want to, uh, for you to consider. First, whatever your situation is, whatever the dynamic is that's playing out, it is likely temporary. What do I mean by that? I mean, the project, I'm going to go back to my story, the the insect project that had to be done was a temporary thing. There was an end date and a new beginning of another week that would go on where more than likely we would be able to really trust that there's better times ahead. This is going to be a rough week maybe for my daughter, whatever it is, but having that faith that we'll get through and be on the other side for the better. Okay. Understanding and really taking in that this is temporary can help you stay away from overreacting and being over-involved, okay? And I'm going to talk about involvement on item number four, but just keep that in mind when we really can view that anything we're handling within any given moment more than likely is a temporary thing and it's okay, This is where we sometimes allow our faith to kick in that we'll be able to get through. Number two, most situations do not need to be handled immediately. What do I mean by this? 
there is always time for you to think about it, to think about your response, to think about how you want to show up in any given moment, to be more rational and logical when we take time to process it and really think about it. And I'm going to add here, even being prayerful about it. Like what is the best thing that I can do and show up in this particular situation? All of that is available to you when you allow the time to handle it. Our brain goes to, we got to respond to this. We got to do something. It's bad. We got to do something. And that's not always the case. Take the time to really think about whether or not you want to react or you want to respond. Number three, identify your what ifs. All of your what ifs. Ask yourself the question, what is the worst possible outcome? And Create your plan of action for it. This is the beautiful thing that you can really work on trusting that you can navigate anything that comes your way. That's how I really try to show up and live my life. I I don't need to control the things external to me because I know whatever comes my way, I'm going to be able to handle it. And it's a beautiful thing when you can trust yourself, when you're able to show up to respond versus react. So go to all the what ifs. Your brain wants to go there anyway, I promise you wants to keep you safe, right? So go to those places, identify what is the worst possible outcome for you, and then create your plan. I promise you will more than often discover that you can actually deal with whatever your biggest concern is, that you can actually deal with it and face it. And when I sit there and I go there, and I do this with my children often too, when they're, when they're dealing with a lot of worry or they're feeling fearful over something, like we go to the place, like what's the worst case? What is the worst case? What is the worst thing that can happen for you in this moment? More often than not, it ends up being death. I could die. Okay. So then what? And this is where we start having these conversations about what's after this life. I personally believe that this is a temporary state that we're all in, that we, we have this next life that we go into after this life, that this life has always been temporary so we could learn and grow and become. And there's more to what we experience in the life hereafter. So these are the conversations I get to have when we sit here and address and can teach our children as they're navigating some of these things. And sometimes it's a great reminder for ourselves. So go to your worst case, what if, and create a plan and notice what you can actually do. Okay, the fourth item is, this is an important one, you guys, and I really want you to hear this one. Determine who's actually responsible for the situation or the problem, whatever that is that you're facing. Determine who's responsible for it. Okay, I'm gonna go back to, again, this insect project that we had with one of our children. This was earlier in our parenting. This was well before I understood so much about um, how to relate with other people in a way that's positive for me and more positive for them. Really understanding how to cultivate more love and compassion and forgiveness in my relationships. So when this situation went down, my immediate response was anger. It was, we can't wait and do these things at the last minute. You got to be more prepared. It was the lecture that came out to my child, which I promise doesn't serve. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve them. I promise you lecturing does not serve. I was not the Let's come to the rescue. It's okay, honey. I'll just do it for you. 
I was definitely the lecturer that this is wrong and this isn't the way we do this, right? We got to plan, we got to prepare, we got to be responsible. And that's kind of what went on here. But here's the thing. I was taking this problem that my daughter had, my child had, and making it mine. And when we do this, when we really get clear on who's responsible, it allows us to not take on the ownership of something that's not ours and be able to still experience peace in our life, right? It's a beautiful thing when you do this, you guys, I promise. And it empowers them, the owner of the problem, to step into being responsible and accountable for the decisions and choices that they make. It is such a beautiful thing when you can get really clear on who the problem is. And I want you guys to know, like, after all of this has happened, this one experience has enabled my daughter for when she has projects, she likes to be ahead. She likes to do the work ahead of time and get things complete. In fact, just this week, there was a a history project that's due next week and the teacher pulled up in the class. Has anyone submitted it? My daughter was the only one that had submitted it. They pulled it up and looked at what these slides were to kind of give an example to some of the other students of what they can do. And my daughter's like, this is awesome. I'm done with it. I don't have to worry or think about that anymore because I've already got it completed. And so life teaches us so much when we allow the experience and the ownership of whatever the problem is to the owner of that problem. And it's amazing how you truly can have greater peace when you do, when we don't make it ours. So these are the four things I really want you to look at and explore as you tend to find yourself going into panic mode. I want you guys to know your brain will want to charge into reaction mode. What do I mean by that? It is take immediate action. It's time to react. Something's happened. We got to react to it. We got to do something about it. Your brain really believes that you need to do something and you need to do it now. But I really would encourage each and every one of you to slow it down, to discover for you what you really want and what's needed if it happens to be your problem or what you can release and let go of and give the problem back to the owner of that problem. And these are two questions that I really like to ask myself in these moments. Here's my first one. What would happen if I did nothing at all? What would happen? Would the world stop spinning? Would the sun no longer rise? Would my house catch fire? Like what would happen if I did nothing? That is such an interesting question to really consider. And just because we're asking the question, it doesn't mean we don't have to do anything. We might question when, the timing of it, right? Do we have, have we really thought through all the things that need to be considered in order to respond? We're responding with an emotion somewhere on that upward spiral. We're neutral or above. And so it's a beautiful place to, to show up in your world and with those that you care about, that you are sharing this life with. Here's the second question. And this is really if, if you don't own the problem, if you are not the owner of the problem, this is a great question that you could pose to yourself, pose to them, right? Depending on, on the circumstances here. Maybe it's a young child. Maybe it's an older child. Maybe it's a spouse. I don't know. But really ask this question to yourself. How can I best help them through this? Whatever it is. How can I best help them through it? Maybe we ask that of them. How can I best support you? 
Let's hear what it is that they have. (laughs) I have had situations when I've asked this question where, well, what would be helpful is if you would just do it for me. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? But that's not what I'm going to do because it's not my assignment. Let me know how I can help you, right? And really work through that with them and letting them feel the responsibility and ownership of creating the solution for the problem that they created. Okay. It's such a beautiful thing. Can't say enough about that. And here's the other thing. It is more important, you guys, to do the best thing for everyone involved versus just doing something. When we can slow things down and really identify if something needs to be handled right now in this moment, usually not everything. We usually have some time to really think about it. When I don't know what to do when when I'm with my kids, I share it with them. I don't know what I'm going to do or what's going to happen right now. And I'll get back to you. Try not to worry about it too much. (laughs) I'm giving the problem back. They're going to have to figure some things out. I got to figure some things out too. Sometimes I got to talk to some people to really help me process what it is that I'm going through. Sometimes I got to get on my knees and be more prayerful. The point of all of this is, you guys, we can slow it down. We don't have to actually take action from panic mode. Observe that that's where you are. And then use these one these four things that I just shared with you today to really slow it down. Understanding it's temporary, more than likely. That doesn't need to be handled immediately, more than likely. Go to your worst case scenarios and create a plan for it. How do you want to deal with it? Notice that you actually can. And then really determine who is actually responsible for the problem at hand, for whatever the dynamic is, for whatever the situation is. Is it really you or is it someone else? Let's empower the owners to take responsibility and accountability and allow them to see how amazing they are at creating and identifying solutions for their own problems. Okay. I hope this episode has served you. If you want help with any of this, if you want help navigating the day-to-day, if you feel like you're struggling and you're feeling like life just seems too hard and your relationships seem too challenging and difficult, reach out to me. In the show notes, there is a link. You can actually schedule a free consultation call with me. Schedule a call. Let's see if coaching is a right fit for you. Okay. I hope you have a fabulous day. Who is your relationship coach? If you don't have one, I would be honored to be your coach. I created a virtual program called Enlightened Relationships Academy that I would like to invite you to join me in, where we address challenges, work on your goals, and together create the life and the relationships you desire. When you are ready to take what you are learning on this podcast to the next level, then come check out Enlightened Relationships Academy at lindsaykporter.com forward slash E-R-A.